0: Hey girly, this is the Be You Thank You podcast. The podcast where I give you tools and concepts to help you shed any social conditioning that is no longer serving you. This way you can break free of bad generational cycles or unwanted patterns on your own terms and see firsthand how capable you are of utilizing your personal power to make the life you most want for yourself a reality. My name is Adozi. I'm a certified mindset coach and I'm so happy to have you here with me today. So let's just start. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. And today I want to talk to you guys about toxicness, toxic people, toxic environments, right? This idea of things being toxic and how it's actually a huge contribution to why so many of us feel stuck or feel underappreciated or feel overwhelmed. And I think right now, There's a huge surge in the internet and the world, whatever you want to call it, but I can at least say online, of people basically understanding self-awareness, right? Self-discovery, self-help, all of that is becoming very popularized. In doing that, I think what happens is, you know, a lot of the times we might not fully be invested in one therapist that we listen to or one coach or we might not be like reading in depth and getting information for ourselves. A lot of the times we're getting information secondhand, thirdhand, right? We might be watching a two-minute TikTok that explains a concept and then moving on with our lives. That can be helpful sometimes because of course like short-form content can help us maybe like become aware of things that we didn't even realize were issues or problems or things that, um, you know, we can relate to really quickly, but sometimes what that can end up doing is actually bombarding us with a lot of terminology, a lot of ideas about things, but not actually a deep understanding of them, right? And even more, not a deep understanding of how they apply to us specifically, so um an example of this would be like attachment theory right i'm sure you guys have heard like secure attachment anxious attachment um what's the other one uh avoidant attachment right and you might have a general understanding about these terms mean or a vague understanding or a shallow understanding but regardless of the level of understanding that you have you might have already taken the phrase and applied it to yourself And in some ways, this is good, right? Because it means like, okay, now we are helping ourselves become more aware of our patterns and we have names for these things. On the flip side, what it can do is reinforce the stories we already have about ourselves, right? Or reinforce the stories we already have about others. And the whole point of this podcast and the type of work I do is that we need to learn how to be in a space where we're no longer attaching to these labels um, and these stories. If we want to move to a better place, right? If your thoughts create your feelings, then your negative thoughts are going to create negative feelings, which are going to create negative results in your life. Although it can be helpful to have terms to use to describe your situation, if you start to identify with some of these terms too deeply, then you're actually going kind of backwards, right? Because you're um, you're validating all of your negative experiences, and then you're looking for evidence from that negative experience. And then it's like a feedback loop, right? I caution anyone who is like passively getting their, um, you know, uh self-help <laughs> online, which maybe is already, maybe I'm preaching to the wrong crowd, right? Because you guys are already listening to this podcast. But I encourage you to be mindful that when you are taking in new information, that you aren't that you're just letting it pass you by, right? You're, you're listening, but you're not necessarily attaching right away. And if you are going to attach or you are going to relate to something, be open to the exact opposite, right? If I'm relating to anxious attachment then is it possible that there's times that I have been avoiding attachment? Is there possible that there are times that I've been securely attached, right? It's all about not honing in on one thing too much, right? We've heard before, like too much of anything isn't a good thing. That is true, very, very true when it comes to um, our identity, right? How we identify. We don't want to really attach to anything positive or negative too intensely, because that's what blinds us from seeing opportunity for change, opportunity for growth, okay? That's my little, you know, opening (laughs) uh, rant for really the idea of toxicness, okay? And one thing I want to really kind of make clear is that when I'm talking about toxic behavior, toxicness, I'm not talking about abuse, right? And even still, abuse is subjective. People have different versions of what they consider abuse, right? And then the effect of that abuse is also relative. So I'm not completely saying that toxic behavior and abuse can never overlap. I'm just saying I want you to be open to the idea that the topic I'm talking about right now is nuanced, And that abuse and toxic behavior can overlap, of course. But anytime we are in any position in life, whether we are a victim, whether we are feeling powerless, the strongest piece of power that we have is in our thoughts, is in our thinking process, is in our perspective, okay? So just be aware that this is very nuanced obviously, but I want to talk about this topic and I want you to take take what you need and leave what doesn't apply. I'm just trying to open your mind to to how it is that our stories about ourselves reinforce our negative situations. Okay? So this idea that people and things and jobs and bosses and boyfriends or whatever are toxic is a very unhelpful idea. Because essentially what you're saying when somebody is toxic is you're saying that they are poison. You're saying that they are poisonous to you, that when you get around them, you can't control yourself, you don't know how to behave, you don't know how to act, you lose all sense of yourself, right? Really think about how powerful of a word using toxic is. And we use it now like super casually, right? Like, oh, that cafe is toxic. I don't go there anymore. (laughs) Right? But think about what we're saying when we're calling something toxic. We're not saying like that place sucks or it's no fun or I don't like it. We're saying that thing or that person is able to affect me to such an extent that I have no say or control. So the only way for me to handle the situation is to eliminate it or remove myself. Our stories and our attachment to these stories, it's the only thing that makes our world exist, right? What I think about what's happening in front of me makes it a reality. What I believe is happening makes it a reality. So if I believe truly that people can be toxic, then really the reality I'm creating is I'm a victim of whatever this person says, does. I have no control, I have no power, and I'm at the mercy of. What I'm probably describing as a person I don't like, whose views I don't agree with, whose lifestyle is not the same as mine, I'm literally handing them all of the power when I say that. And think about this. We do this a lot in the English language. I'm sure other languages do this too. But a lot of times we say things that aren't true, like in the literal sense, but what it does to us physically and mentally has a huge impact. So toxic is a big one, but another one that I hear really often is broken. I'm broken or I'm afraid to get back into a relationship again because I don't want, I don't want to become broken. I don't want this person to break me. I don't want to like, um, I'm scared of, yeah, basically, I'm scared of breaking. And really think about that. A human being cannot break. Like you can break your bone, you can break your leg, even heartbroken. Your heart doesn't actually break, right? And we think that the language doesn't really matter. Or It's not that we think it doesn't matter, but we don't realize how deep of an impact this language actually has on us. Because a lot of the times, let's say you're somebody who's scared to start dating again or scared to get in a relationship because you're afraid that, you know, if you lose them, it might break you. Well, in reality, because you're human and you can't actually break, what are you actually afraid of, right? Well, if you dissect it down, you're afraid of feeling loss. You're afraid of feeling scared. You're afraid of feeling weak. You're afraid of feeling defeated. But think about the difference in your bodily response and your mental state of being when you tell yourself, if I go through this, I might feel defeated. Versus if I go through this, I might become broken. Can you see the huge impact and difference between those two sentences? Even though defeated, lost, sad, that's actually what you're talking about. Scared, That's actually what you're talking about. But the word broken is so much stronger and so much scarier that it can literally stop us from going after things that we want, from going on dates, from falling in love, because we're afraid of being broken. But being broken isn't even a real thing, right? We're afraid to lose somebody that we love. We're afraid to feel hurt and pain and sadness. But if I were to tell you, are you willing to feel sad? if you know that you're going to find the love of your life, you would say yes. But if I told you, if you if you knew that you were going to be broken, would you be willing to find the love of your life? You'd say no. And so language is so important because we get caught up in this dramatic fucking language. That's just what it is. It's dramatic. It's dramatic as fuck. And I'm not shaming you. I'm, I'm there too. I have to remind myself to bring it down a notch because when we use words like broken and toxic, we are being so dramatic. And guess what? Our brain believes us. Our body believes us. And so we get to these heightened states of mental cloudiness, of like heightened states of emotion, heightened states of fear because of this language that we're using and then the fact that we're attaching to this language okay so we need to not only bring the language down a notch we also need to detach from the language okay so toxic if somebody in your life is toxic to you what does that actually mean in reality right because when we say when the actual word toxic means poisonous means deadly means like inescapable it's like all around you it's all consuming you're gonna die because you're having this toxic environment but that's not the reality think of someone that you would call toxic maybe it was a ex best friend maybe it's a current boss if you could reduce the language on that situation what would you call that My boss is overbearing. My ex-best friend was a liar. My ex-boyfriend cheated on me. That's not toxic. You can disagree with it. It can be wrong in your eyes. It can be not for you. It can go against your beliefs, but it can't kill you. Its presence alone can't kill you. That's what I think is so important too, is when we say things are toxic, we're saying that them just existing in our vicinity is harmful to our well-being. But something can only be harmful to your mental well-being if you believe it, if you go with it, if you allow it to affect you. And how do things affect you? Because there is truth in it for you. Right? Like if you're, um, I don't know, if you're a super tall person and I come up to you and tell you like, God, you're so short, you're going to look at me and be like, what? Are you kidding? Like, what are you talking about? Right? Like the words I say won't even penetrate you in any way because your belief is so deep and so strong that you're tall. But then if I come up to you and say like, oh, that's not my favorite outfit and you feel a type of way about your clothing, right? You're not confident in the clothes that you wear. Then because there's a little piece of truth in you that I said out loud, that's how it affects you. That's how it gets in. That's how it penetrates. So now imagine your truth is that this person is toxic. This person can harm you. This person can hurt you. This person is evil, right? Poisonous. Then honestly, I don't even know if it matters Any They could probably say anything, and you're injured, and you're wounded, and you're hurt, and you're, you're out of control. Because you've already set up the story where this person is powerful, and you're weak. This person has all of the cards. And it's funny, because we think when we call people toxic, we're actually doing ourselves a favor. We think we're saying, Oh, I'm protecting myself. I'm, I'm calling this person toxic to remind myself to stay away. Right? But all that actually does is we put ourselves in the position of the most amount of fear and the least amount of control. Right? And then... A lot of times, this situation happens with people who we can't even eliminate, right? You can't eliminate your boss if you like your job or you want to keep working there. Your sister-in-law, your cousin, your sister's husband, right? So we set ourselves up. We put ourselves in a position where we are having a relationship with this person, whatever kind of relationship it is, and then we say they're toxic and there's nothing I can do about it. We create that never-ending suffering for ourselves, right? So what can you do if there's somebody that you think is toxic in your life and you're telling yourself the only way that you can handle this situation is to remove yourself or not be around them? You're basically saying that, throughout your whole life, your only option is to run away or cut people off. And there are going to be situations where that's just not an option, right? And so we have to get to this place where we can learn how to detach from this talk, this idea of things being toxic, to detach from people who we don't respect being able to hurt us. Like really think about that. The people you respect the least can hurt you the most? Is that really how you want this setup to go? Right? So what do we do? Well, first, we have to kind of let go of this story that this person is toxic. And I would highly recommend just eliminating the word toxic from your vocabulary. That's what I've done. Because mama, me, I can be dramatic. (laughs) And it doesn't help because when I'm dramatic, when I'm in a heightened sense of fear, when my emotions are heightened, I don't tend to like the choices I make. I don't tend to uh, enjoy the outcomes I get when I am making decisions from my, this person is toxic point of view, telling you I've done it enough times to know it doesn't work very well. And uh, the results always are mediocre, if that, Uh, usually horrible. So what we have to do is eliminate the word toxic, stop believing your brain when it offers up the word toxic and find other language. Right? What do I mean when I say this person is toxic? Oh, this person annoys me. Honestly, that's a big one for me. When people are annoying to me, I'm like, "You're annoying. I don't like it." When people are like in my business, right? When people are, I don't know, too interested, like in me, (laughs) right? I don't know. I'm like having a hard time remembering. When people don't agree with the things I agree with in the world. when people have different political ideas than I do, right? Like what are the things that cause this person to be toxic? Think of the person specifically. What are the things? Then how do those things make you feel? It's only from that place that you can start to detach from each one of those beliefs. It's only from that place that you can start to see Actually, this isn't that big of a deal. I could be neutral about this. Even if you were to list out 10 things and only decide that five of them, like five of them, I like them, I want to keep, but maybe five of them you could reduce, right? Then that means that this person can affect you half as much. That When they're around you, your like internal stimuli <laughs> will rev up half as much. Right, And think about how much space that gives you, how much room, how much energy <laughs> that gives you to go about your day, to get things done, to be productive, to make choices that you're proud of. And so instead of just believing your brain when it says the word toxic, what we need to do is start questioning that. What is so toxic about this person? Right? Oh, the way that she behaves, she just acts like she's so perfect. Toxic. Is it? I mean, is that really toxic? Like, that's the word you want to go with? Toxic? Maybe like annoying, inconvenient, not my taste, not for me. Yuck zone, boring. Right? There's so many other words besides toxic. Yeah, so let's really get to what it is, like what bothers you about this person, what is affecting you about this person, name it. And then decide, do you really wanna keep it? Do you really wanna care that Betty in your office, uh, I don't know, dresses in all designer clothes and that's annoying to you, offensive to you? What if you could just like not care about that, right? How do you not care? You have to find out why it bothers you and then let it go. Or find out why it bothers you. Let it bother you. And then decide, do I want to continue to let this bother me or not? Because a lot of the reasons we feel so that other people are toxic and that they can affect us so much is because we're not willing to confront whatever real feelings we have about them, whatever ways that they trigger us. And as you do this work, You know, for me, what happened, and I know happens for a lot of people, is becoming triggered by things is actually kind of exciting. It's actually kind of fun because whatever triggers you out in the world is just like a message for you. If something bothers you, irks you, annoys you, whatever gets your emotions turned on, that means that that thing has something to do with you and you have some work to do. You have some self-reflection to do. That's all it means. It does not mean that person is toxic. does not mean that this show is bad or this place is bad or these people are horrible. It means something within you needs attention. That's it. And so when we're all the way at the point that somebody is toxic, it means there's multiple things within you that needs attention. Not one or two, maybe like five. (laughs) Right? Really, really hear that. Really take that in. It has nothing to do with Becky with the good hair. It's about you. It's always about you. And what's so amazing about that, like don't run from that. What's so amazing about that is because it's about you, you are the perfect person to deal with this. You are the one with the answers. You are the one who is going to work your way through this because it's about you. It means that you are the perfect person to solve for this. Okay, so stop looking at toxic people in toxic environments. Like it's a real thing. It's not. It's actually you. If you think something is toxic, you are the one being toxic. Because the room is just a fucking room. That girl, that lady, she's just a lady. That boss, she's just a boss. I'm sure she doesn't think of herself as toxic. So the only person bringing toxic into the conversation is you. So that's your shit to look at. That's your stuff to work through. And I'm not saying now you have to be buddy-buddy and love everyone. But wouldn't it be nice to be neutral? Wouldn't it be nice for the people who you respect the least to actually affect you the least? That's important. Okay? So... I'm going to leave you guys with that today. And as always, if you need to talk to me, feel free to email me or you can message me on Instagram at adozy. And I really, really, really would appreciate it if you guys have liked this podcast at all. If you could leave a review for me over on iTunes, the Apple review store, um, Apple podcast store. I don't know. iTunes you know what I'm saying. I would really, really, really appreciate it. It helps me out so much. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.